Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Edify the Woman podcast. This is Mariah Bruzio. I am so excited to begin talking all things apologetics, theology, church history, etc. So again, thanks for tuning in. Alrighty, for this first episode, I would like to go over my reason for starting this podcast and what I hope to achieve slash how I intend to run things. But before I start going over all of that information, I would like to begin with sharing my testimony with you. My thought is to show you where I came from, how I got to Jesus, perhaps a little bit about what my life looks like now in hopes that we are able to relate with one another. I would love to hear about your testimony as well. Uh, With that, I might as well just jump into it. So I grew up in a nominal Christian household. I would say the majority of my family are either non-believers or nominal believers. If you don't know what nominal means, it's basically an identifier of someone's role or status by Titus, or sorry, status by title alone. Uh, So a nominal Christian looks like someone who claims to be a believer but doesn't bear the fruit of the Spirit and has not actually submitted their life to Christ. I was definitely a nominal Christian for a great portion of my life until I truly surrendered to him at the age of 20. I knew that Jesus died on the cross for sins, but I didn't know you could have a personal relationship with him. I thought that he sort of just floated around, not doing much, but accepting those who claim him um, or claim that they believe in him. My parents got divorced when I was nine because my dad struggles with alcoholism and there was lots of fighting in the household, uh, physical acts involved. So we moved away and afterwards my dad moved to a different town and we didn't see him very often. Uh, he, we would, sorry, we would maybe see him on a holiday, but like that was pretty much it. After we left, my mom began going down her own troublesome path. She was going out a lot and didn't spend much time at home. Uh, My older sister ended up watching my little brother and I quite a bit. She's six years older than me, so naturally that's the role that she took on. Uh, By the time I was in seventh grade, my sister was out of the house. My mom was doing better, but she struggled with depression and anxiety, and so there were different phases where she would be more present and phases where she would go to work, come home, and go to bed. Uh, No slight to my mom, but I would say that my brother and I did a lot of self-raising. I, um, yeah, I, like my mom, struggled with depression and anxiety. I had a hard time making friends, but... I also fought with my mom a lot, so I ended up leaning very heavily into the relationships that I had with my, quote, long-term boyfriends, both of which were very unhealthy, at least for the most part. Uh, There was lots of fighting in both relationships. I also realized with my second boyfriend that I had a a pretty bad anger problem, (laughs) so I began working on that, which helped a little bit. Uh, And by the end of our relationship, I was just finishing up my first year in college. Uh, So at that point, our relationship was pretty healthy, but I did spend a majority of my time alone doing projects for school. Uh, I was going for interior design. 
And in order to try and help with my depression and anxiety, yoga became an important part of my life. I had met an older guy through yoga that had many red flags, but I insisted he was a good influence on me because he encouraged me on my yoga journey. He held me accountable, etc. Um, while finishing up my first year, I ended up cheating on my boyfriend with this guy. I broke up with him right afterwards and began the worst season of my life that summer because I just felt like a wretched human being. All of my friends also left for the summer, so I spent lots of time alone, and my depression hit an all-time low. I hit a point where I began contemplating suicide, and that thought really scared me. I always struggled with depression, but I never thought that it would get to that point. I never thought that it would get so low. And so I began making the changes that I thought would cure me. I started going to therapy, doing more yoga, meditating, uh, but then I also started making the changes that actually began to cure me. I didn't know much about scripture, but I knew Jesus said to pray for your enemies, and though I didn't feel I had enemies, uh, there were people who would really hurt me or that I struggled with, and in praying for them, my heart began to soften towards them. Uh, And then I think that this goes to show that God can literally use any means to save a soul because at that time I was also reading a book by Joel Osteen. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, soon afterwards, uh, you know, within maybe just a few months or so, I was talking with this other guy. Um, really liked him, but it wasn't anything super serious. And so I didn't have too much attachment. Uh, he ended things because he said that I was moving too fast. Um, not to talk badly about this guy, but, um, moving too fast for him was because I wanted to also hang out during the day. Uh, So I was like, this is ridiculous. I do not want to be upset about this. Like, I just, it's not needed. And so I, yeah, I don't know. I started listening to more positive music and I just would not let any negative thought come into my brain. Um, But there was a night where I woke up from a toothache, uh, which is honestly just, it was, it was Jesus, you guys, because not to brag, but I have very healthy teeth. I think that I've only ever had one cavity in my life. Um, and so yeah, waking up from a toothache is just crazy. It went away pretty quickly after I woke up, but I sat there and I, thought about all of these things that I wanted to say to this guy because he never actually let me explain where I was at in life, why I had depression. He thought it was because I broke up with my boyfriend, um, which was, as you know, not the case. And so I started typing out this message in my notes to him. And by the end of this message, it was a thank you. It was a genuine thank you 
because it was that slight little push that I felt that I needed to uh, overcome that slump that I was in. And I couldn't tell you exactly when I got saved, when the Holy Spirit entered me. Um, All I can tell you is that sanctification is a process because that night I felt the Holy Spirit for the first time and came to the the realization that for the first time that I could even just remember, I was genuinely happy. And I was so overwhelmed with his presence and so overwhelmed with happiness that I just sat there and cried for a while. Uh, And I was just so (laughs) thankful. Um, And so looking back, you know, I think it's pretty plain to see that what I was doing was looking for love uh, by by physical means from men and seeking their, you know, because I was I was pretty promiscuous as well, and so I was seeking love by seeking attention and desire, and that was the most current thing or the closest thing that I could feel that love within that moment, right? And so um, that was something that I really struggled with at that time. Uh, And, you know, I I felt the Holy Spirit and I was like, okay, this this is true. This is real. Jesus is real. This is something that I want to pursue, but I had absolutely no idea how to go about it and at that, with that, I bought my first Bible, but I did not read it for two years because I was so intimidated. I tried opening it and was just completely overwhelmed. I would close it and I would move on. And I just, you know, for two years, I continued on the same path that I was on previously, thinking that yoga was going to be a huge part of my life, that God was using it to just help me grow and get over my depression and anxiety. And I thought that it was just this huge thing for me. Um, It was not. I do not practice yoga anymore. And I can tell you about that perhaps in a different episode. But uh, yeah, that was just something that that's what I was doing. And I ended up in um, into another toxic relationship um, that just brought me at another low point and currently in the story I am living with my mom back home working odd end jobs and I yeah I hit this low point and I thought or realized that my cousin was a believer and I asked her to to do bible study with me and so we, yeah, we began Bible study together, and wow, I was changed just so drastically. It's crazy how much God changed me in that time, and he showed me that it's not merely saying, I believe in Jesus, it's genuine belief promotes 
follow-up action. And so, so that's what I began to do, you guys. I began changing his spirit, just grew me so significantly in that time. I, like I said, I was living with my mom and for about two months, I would, I was going to my cousin's house, doing Bible study every day, going to church, talking Jesus all day long. And I hardly saw or spoke to anyone. I think the only time I saw my mom was maybe in and out of the house. And yeah, it's just, (laughs) it's kind of funny because looking back on it, I am sometimes envious of that point that I was at. But I realize that with where I'm at now, I'm more mature in my faith. I'm eating more meat and drinking less milk. And so I completely understand that sanctification is a process and sometimes it is slow. Uh, And then after I got saved or after I made that change anyways, I got super excited. Um, I used to hate science and I hated history, was not about them at all. But after being saved, I became very interested in those topics because it is just so cool to see how God has worked in his creation and throughout life. And it's such a great confirming aspect of one's faith. And so, um, yeah, I became super interested in that kind of stuff. And I, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm trying to think, I mean, moving forward really quick to where I'm at now, I still love that kind of stuff. I'm currently working as a wedding designer, but I will be done with that here in a couple months. And I'm, married um which is just so great and there's so much blessing I do still struggle with my anxiety and depression but it is less constant and you know I'm I'm always learning ways to fight that to fight the lies that Satan tells me and to seek the truth that God shares for me in his word as a beloved child and so uh, with that I guess it kind of leads into this podcast and why I'm here and what I hope to achieve Uh, so this podcast is made for women specifically because as a woman scripture instructs us to be teaching and leading other women and children not to be leaders of men I know some like to try and dispute this concept. However, it is a non-negotiable for me. Um, You know, I realize that some scripture, contextually, it's talking about submitting to your husband or whatever, or the context is that some women were just really riled up and crazy in the church. Uh, but if we are to submit to our husbands, I don't, I don't understand how that can then justify uh, leading other men that you don't have that relationship with. If I'm su- to submit to my husband, how are other women's husbands 
supposed to submit to me, right? So uh, as women, we are to lead other women and children. Um, I am going to share some scripture with you here. And I would just like to invite you that if you go and read the scripture that I give to you in this episode and previous episodes, I highly, highly, highly recommend or ask that you read through it, read the context around it, learn about the history because context is key. Context is so important to learn and understand and interpret scripture. So the scripture that I have for you is 1 Timothy 2.12 and Titus 2.3-5. All of this to say or not to say that women cannot witness to men, have conversations with them about differences in opinion, or even educate them to some degree, but they are not to be leading them. And so with the purpose of this podcast, women are my target audience. Obviously, I can't control if a man chooses to listen. But yeah, that's how this is going to be operated. I will also be learning along with you, which I am super excited about. I want to use this podcast as a means of growth, not only for you, hopefully, but also for me. I'm, yeah, I'm just so excited to expand my knowledge and understanding. It's, it's just so exciting to me. Um, when I got saved and I was, became super interested in theology and apologetics, I found that I really enjoy listening to podcasts. I have a tendency to learn really well by listening, but I did find myself having all of these conversations about what I was learning with men. And I realized that many of the women I was meeting This isn't necessarily true now. I know a lot more women than I did at that point. But at the time, a lot of the women that I was meeting either felt intimidated by the vast fields of knowledge out there or they didn't deem it important to know. Now, while pondering that, I realized that the majority of podcasts that I listen to are also created by men, which don't get me wrong. They're super great. I will continue to listen to them. I love them men are meant to lead. I just feel that women benefit from hearing and learning from other women as well. And I also don't feel like there are many resources out there in this field that are created by women for women. There are lots of great podcasts out there created by women to encourage other women on their walk with Christ. But I personally have not heard much Um, or many podcasts dedicated to talking about theology and apologetics, church history. There are so many things tied up within all, all three of those. And so I figured, why not me? I've been wanting to start this podcast for years and I am so excited to finally begin. Um, but I also think that it's super important to learn these areas or learn more about these areas so that we can have conversations with people um, so that we can learn more about the depth of God and his word to learn about how to give a defense for the hope that is within us, 1 Peter 3.15, and to learn about the history of his church. 
On a second note, this is kind of different, kind of similar. I'm also hopefully in the near future. Sorry, I worded that so weird. I will in the near future be getting certified as a Christian herbalist. So I have hopes to bring you knowledge and tips for natural health as well uh, that you can trust. Do not go against scripture. I, I know that it is really easy or really, I guess I, I, guess I should say hard with <laughs> what I'm going to say in the next part. But it's really hard these days to find doctors that we can both trust physically and spiritually. And so I'm also hoping to fill a need there. I want um, I want you guys to feel comfortable taking care of yourselves and your families so that life is lived in a preventative way and you only have to go to the doctor when it's absolutely necessary. I think that God gave us all, all the means to live a healthy life. I know that there are specific times where traditional medicine is necessary, but I do think that our society kind of leans on that. Not kind of, I think that our society leans on that more than they should. I do have a post on my blog about why I have a hard time trusting uh, traditional medicine. And then I may create a podcast episode on it in the future once I'm certified, if that is something y'all are interested in. But for now, just know that I would like to use this as another area to edify the Christian woman. I'm hoping to do about one episode a week, maybe once every two weeks or so as I'm getting the hang of things and finishing up at my current job. But all in all, you guys, I just want to bring glory to God and be a resource of growth for you so that you may also bring glory to God. Uh, Glory, glory, glory to God. Always, always, always. Wow, I'm already at the end. Thanks again so much for listening. If you are as excited as I am to go on this journey, please share with your friends and family. I'll see you soon.